Hello, and welcome to Finding My New Voice. I'm your host, Kevin Tuhus. This is a podcast dedicated to cancer survivors and those who are currently battling cancer. This is Season 1, Episode 1. Since this is the first show, I will be sharing my story, which covers my life and what I endured on my journey to becoming 100% cancer free. I know that sounds self indulgent, but with a little luck, Some people will hear this and want to share their own stories on future episodes. The only way this will work is for me to be totally honest. That includes foul language, my history of taking drugs, and many incidents of me screwing up real bad. So this might not be for everybody. If I sound robotic it's because I am using a text-to-speech function. The type of cancer I had they were forced to remove my voice box. I know, a guy with no larynx doing a podcast. It will never work. Well to hell with it. Here I am. Okay, let's get started. This chapter of my life begins with my mother being diagnosed with breast cancer in May 2015. She had put off seeing a doctor for about 10 years prior to that and due to that it was in a late stage and extremely aggressive. The first course of action was chemotherapy. Then they wanted to do a mastectomy after that to prevent spreading. The chemo looked promising in the beginning, so she decided against the mastectomy. The chemo actually looked like it was working, but because it was not caught earlier, and had already begun to spread, they started making predictions on how much time she had left. She outlived those predictions by a number of years. I'm not sure if I ever heard the word cure, but they did continue with other things like hormone therapy, a long list of medications, and a constant stream of doctor's visits. There were also blood draws and additional testing, along with numerous scans, making it a full-time battle. She was a long-time employee of the United States Postal Service. So as long as her insurance held out, she was on the schedule for something. Even though she had lost considerable weight, her size was still an issue. This along with an increasing loss of strength, made transporting her to these continuous appointments more and more difficult. During this time, my father had been diagnosed with COPD, and was placed on oxygen. I know for some people, this would not stop them from smoking. But for my dad, it was the thing that put an end to his 60-year-long love affair with cigarettes. But, one night things got worse when my mother fell and was unable to get up on her own. We had to call the fire department, because my father and I could not lift her. The result was a fractured bone in her ankle, that put her in a walking boot for quite some time. My parents were dealing with a lot, and becoming considerably more reliant on my help. It was somewhere around November of 2018 when I discovered a rather large lump on the right side of my throat. I kept it to myself, because I had no insurance and no means of paying for medical care. My parents were in no position to take on that kind of financial burden, or deal with the fact their son also has cancer. I had grown a beard for just the second time in my life. Perhaps that's why I had not noticed the lump when it was smaller but the beard made it easier to hide the lump from my parents. And hiding it was a big mistake. 
Who knows? Maybe the treatment didn't have to be so severe. But by January of 2021, I could no longer hide it. The lump had gotten bigger, and swallowing food had become almost impossible. So I explained the situation to my parents, and we decided I would apply for emergency medical state aid. Things moved pretty quickly after that. I was notified within a couple of weeks of applying. I received my acceptance letter on a Friday and was told the best way to get in to see a primary care doctor was to go to an emergency room and get a number of tests and scans done. So I went into the ER that Saturday night. It was Martin Luther King Day that Monday, so I was assigned and sent to a primary care on Tuesday. She then referred me to an ear, nose, and throat specialist at MD Anderson Cancer Center. They had an opening the next day, and at that appointment they scheduled me for a biopsy the last week in January. So in five days I went from being granted state medical aid to being scheduled for a biopsy. I was extremely lucky. During my biopsy the surgeon had to call my brother and get permission to perform a tracheotomy. This is a procedure where a hole is cut below the Adam's apple that would allow me to breathe. Since he was told this was a life or death situation, my brother gave the go ahead. Thank you, my brother. This complication was no doubt caused by not seeking medical attention immediately after discovering the lump. This will be a reoccurring theme throughout this podcast. Get yourself checked for cancer regularly. When the results of the biopsy came back positive for cancer, I was given the very familiar option of chemotherapy as the first step. One month into the chemo, my mother passed away. That was March 9th of 2021. She was in so much pain the last few months. My dad, my brother and I were unable to get her into our SUV to get her back and forth to appointments. So we were forced to call a professional transporting service at total cost to my parents. That was financially draining just for the weekly visits, but now she needed dialysis on a daily basis. With her strength completely depleted and racked with pain, she refused the dialysis even though it meant certain death. So for the last month my dad tended to her every need, which included swabbing her mouth to keep it moist, and when she could no longer speak, this was done with finger gestures and eye contact. There was also the matter of preventing bed sores so she had to be rolled to her side periodically. At least I could help with that. In the last three to four weeks she had lost control of her bladder and then her bowels. The majority of the cleanup fell on my dad's shoulders, since I did not ever have kids and had never even changed a diaper. I'm ashamed to say the best help I could be was turning her on her side while he did the cleaning. It was during one of these cleaning sessions that she passed away. She was rolled to my side and I was seated in a chair next to her bed. And as I was looking directly into her eyes, she took her last breath. 99% of the time I like to believe that was a good thing. Being in the care of your loved ones and they are the last things you see before leaving this earth. So now my dad had to adjust to not being with the woman he loved and spent 50 years of his life with, but also his eldest son being treated for late-stage throat cancer. Not to mention the doctor's appointments for his COPD. Since I already had a pretty good idea it was cancer, 
I was not surprised when the biopsy came back positive. I had also prepared myself for the fact it might not be treatable. So I was hopeful to hear they were going to make a plan of attack. But it was going to be very aggressive. Chemo and radiation. To be honest, during the chemotherapy, I began to reflect on my life and I came to the conclusion. With the exception of not having any children, I had lived a pretty full life. This realization is mostly why feelings of doom and depression did not set in. That and the fact my dad still needed me. So the chemo was going well because I did not suffer from most of the negative side effects. My appetite was still good even with the tracheotomy tube in my throat. Just in case I was not able to eat normally, the doctors installed a bolus feeding tube during my biopsy slash tracheotomy right below my rib cage on the left side. This allowed me to intake a high-calorie formula to maintain weight. This was mandatory after surgery. I spent three days in the hospital recovering. And about one week after I got home, I was back on solid food. That was the first week in February of 2021. Chemo started February 12th. I was scheduled for infusion once a week. Radiation began May 3rd and was set to last 42 days. Every day, Monday through Friday, for six weeks. It was about two weeks into radiation when I took my last bite of solid food. My stomach had no problems, but food was starting to taste like shit. I will never forget driving home from Arby's, and I tried to get down a roast beef slider and in that moment it hit me. This was it. No more pizza. No more cheeseburgers. No more anything. At least not until radiation was done. But in the three months before that, I ate what I wanted when I wanted. I knew I could lose my taste for food at any time. So I enjoyed myself. And I also committed all my favorite foods to memory. I'm very glad I did that. It's been a year and a half and I really don't get cravings. But every once in a while I do wish I could savor a certain food or drink. God I miss tequila. Shortly after that the effects of the radiation really started to kick my ass. And I was facing my biggest challenge up to this point. Along the way I learned some things about myself. Like my mother having a fear of being stuck with needles. And I will admit no one enjoys that part of it. She still did it anyway but it was always a big ordeal. She did have reason to complain because they very rarely got the needle into a vein on the first try. This was something we shared. It was explained to me that I was a tough stick. They said when they tried to insert a needle my vein would roll away. But I learned that I had no fear of needles. That did not make it any easier. Because their first reaction would be to pull the needle out slightly and then push it back in. Digging around searching for the vein. It was extremely painful. Since they were only successful getting the needle in on the first attempt about 10% of the time, it was not unusual for me to be stuck two, three, or four times in a sitting. Between blood tests and chemo infusion, it added up pretty quickly. Maybe on days when it took them four times to find a vein, I would complain to my dad for a minute or two. Otherwise, I found a way to deal with it. Another thing I learned is, I do not suffer from claustrophobia. 
Before radiation began I had to be fitted with a hard plastic mesh material that was conformed to my head, neck and shoulders. This was done by heating up the mesh a little bit and then molding it to those areas. I am going to bring this show to a close now. With me three weeks into radiation and feeling like I could not go any further. When I did the research for creating a podcast it said that one key to success was to keep it fun. Considering this is not a particularly fun topic, this story does have a happy ending. If all goes well I will be able to recruit guests to appear on upcoming shows. This will add a little variety so it won't just be my robot voice going on for 15 to 20 minutes. I would also like to include your comments, along with your audio, or video of you sharing your story. As a final note this is all totally new to me and I will be learning as I go. So in the future I hope the editing will get better and the cadence of my new voice will have a smoother flow. So if you do decide to join me on episodes to come, you will be able to notice the improvements as we go along. I am going to switch voices now for a change of pace. And to give you information on where to leave your comments, audio, or video. Thank you for listening and have a happy holiday. Kevin will be back in the new year. And may your 2023 celebration be a safe one. Leave your comments, your audio, or video on FindingMyNewVoice.com. Please bear with me as I learn how to manage this website. I have no experience with this but hopefully it will get better as it goes. Once again, that's FindingMyNewVoice.com. Thank you one more time for connecting with us. Take care, and in the immortal words of Bob Marley. Much love.